Last time on Almost Heroes. Hey, Dad. Hold on your hat because our adventure is just at a whole new level of crazy. We had to bolt from the stronghold, dodging magical arrows left and right, desperately making our way to the shelter of the forest. It was like something out of an action-packed tale. Now, Relic, that monk with skills that can make your jaw drop, pulled off one of the slickest moves I've ever seen. He snatched an arrow out of the air and sent it right back, taking out an archer like a true hero. But let me tell you, Beltis uh, took a beating. He was in rough shape, but that guy's determination is something else. Relic tried to help him out by performing some on-the-fly field surgery, snapping off the arrows that were sticking out of Beltis's abdomen. Then things got really, really intense. Beltis, battling a mix of anger, probably distrust and pain, accidentally let loose his breath weapon. Wasn't really aimed at any enemies, but maybe a relic? It's got us all a little bit baffled and kind of worried about whether or not Felt's gonna try to kill Relic, but I think there's more to it than meets the eye. After we managed to set up camp, I got to work on a couple of nifty items to help us survive. First, I whipped a pair of boots that leave behind tracks that aren't ours. Perfect for a bit of sneaky business. Then I crafted a magical jug that keeps us hydrated and fed when we need it most. Trust me, it's a game changer here. Later on, Beltis and Relic had a deep conversation about something that's been hanging over us. Relic mentioned something about taking down Roger, or maybe Beltis did, when they had crossed paths. Beltis didn't seem convinced it was necessary to kill Roger, but Relic didn't exactly deny it either. He just said it was a matter of necessity and something he couldn't control. It's kind of uh, awkward at this point. But the surprises didn't stop there. While we were sleeping, Relic jolted me awake to let me know there was a massive winged beast lurking nearby. We couldn't tell if it was hunting us or just on the prowl in its area, but it's left us all a little bit on edge. And that's where we things stand right now, Dad. The adventure is more intense than ever, and I'll keep you posted on all the twists and turns. Stay curious and safe, Junior. Thank you, Junior. That brings us to episode 21, Life on the Run. So we pick up with our heroes as they almost so epically walk out of their camp after a first night and are beginning to make their attempt at putting some real distance between them and Elder Fang Stronghold. You stand at the edge of this mountainside looking down as you see over the landscape of Aramel. Specifically, before you stands the switchback hill that winds its way down to the base of the mountain where you know are the docks. So, where and how would you like to proceed? I think we, that we had taken a good. I, I think we had taken a look at the map um, at the end of the last uh, session, and had decided that we were going to try to make our way uh, to the west, right or le- the west. west. Yes, uh, west facing uh, to see if we could discover any uh, any. We'd seen on the map that there was potentially a town or a, a settlement of some kind. Um, and with, in an effort to try to find a place to find provisions, supplies, and maybe uh, a way to blend in uh, and around more people uh, to kind of what, 
hopefully the stronghold would lose our trail. Uh, we had uh, intended to start heading in that direction. Correct. Which I don't know if I confirmed it then, but I will confirm it now. Looking the direction that you are towards the base of the mountain is west. So you have the the option to try and address the mountainside however you would like. Uh, there is the road that switches back. Uh, basically, you are looking... If you, when you're looking at the map, you're looking basically from 14 left, right? It's okay. It sits in its cardinal directions, and so you being... I would want to just kind of have a conversation with, with the group, but before that, um, I would want to understand the ways forward, because right now I'm looking, and it's looking like one of the ways, you know, we would have to pass through... Mount Soulfire and all of the corruption, the, the, the darkness that's around that area, the, like the blackened ground. Um, also, it looks like a lot of open space. Um, and the alternative would be to kind of walk along the, uh, the waterfront there, um, like kind of along the coast. Um, or the, other, the alternative would be to kind of take the long way around, which would be like along the ridgeline uh, mountains. Is, are those the three options that I'm, I'm seeing correctly? Yeah, yeah, those are all options for sure. Um, yeah, I think that those would kind of be your options. As far as the scape, uh, you would be correct that it is the the desert is fairly just kind of expansive, um, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of uh, heavy travel around there, right? So. Um, it's heavy, dense forests all the way from where you are now down to the base. Uh, the edge of the, the island that kind of you could basically connect the, the 14 if you were to hit the dirt, the where it curves around and connects on that lower edge mm -hmm. is all, you know, you're not going to be next to the water. Those are all like hundreds of feet high cliffs as it will kind of like, there will be a short I point of it where it is kind of like right up on it, right down at the base of the docks, but it will very quickly become an incline out of it um, that you can see. So it, okay. it does so have like danger, an elevated, right, yeah. Gotcha, so the danger there would be the part where we have to go down. That would, would be where we were exposed when we have to go down and then kind of get near the docks and then going back up into the cliffs. But it, we would right. be, the, the potential danger area, as far as we could tell, would be having to go near the docks. Right. Um, yeah. And then I suppose I had a clarifying question that I had written down here. The, the boots or shoes with the hooves, does that just affect Junior or does that affect the whole party? Nope, just me. Okay, that's what I thought, but then I just wanted to clarify. What boots? The boots with the boots with the fur? Boots with the the moo. They got they got some fur on them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, canonically they're just Uggs. Tight. <laughs> Alright. Um does that kind of answer your question as far as like 
how to approach this? Uh, yes. The only other clarifying question I would have in uh, sorry, I'm starting to feel like uh, starting to feel like BK here. Um, the the only you other could... clarifying question I have is uh, is out just estimating uh, based on like looking at the map. I, I you know you know playing the game of inches. I felt I feel like Delsus would be comfortable enough to do like you know understanding topography a little bit. Uh, how much longer would it take us? to travel the uppermost way kind of up and around uh, as opposed to cutting down and across. Roll me. Is there anything that just screams a map roll there? I think survival is probably the closest thing there. Um, when it comes to like... Uh, guide your group through... So guide your group, identify signs... What would be like a reading one? History? You just go straight up and down. In, uh, you just do uh, intelligence. Investigation, maybe. Uh, no. Junior would definitely be if we're if we're reading maps and assessing distance. Junior would be helping Deltus with that. Um, yeah, so I, I, think map and, well or, I think we're going to go like, survival. Uh, for the terrain, I'd say it would be just survival. That's where I'd go. Yeah, I think we're going to go survival. It, it definitely feels more survival than investigation because it's not you're not really looking for something. You're trying to take the information that you have and decide what right. you can do with it, right? No, that uh, makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I rolled a 16 uh, plus... A four for survival, so that's a dirty twenty. Okay. Um, so not really knowing what the you know if the ratios of the map are correct, right, and what each inch equals, and you know it's a fairly old map. Uh, you would expect that the distance around versus across is going to take you four to five times longer. To go around. I see. Fan, fantastic. Okay, so taking all this information, I would communicate this to the party. So, and I think Deltas would lay it out in front of the group, and in kind of uh, this would be, you know, I, I assume that at this point everyone's kind of already grouped around, or he would be at least talking to whatever people would listen to him about hit this map as he kind of starts this tirade. So. It looks as though we have these three options. Uh, this uppermost uh, kind of roundabout way might be, potentially could be the safest, but it would take us four to five times as long to traverse it. And I don't know whether or not we have the provisions. Of course we can hunt and do everything else, but it might, it might put us in a dangerous situation as far as our rations go and our survivability. These other ones, cutting straight across, I just don't know. The dangers of Mount Soulfire might be perilous, uh, and they are outside of my realm of knowledge. As well as it might leave us exposed to the elements as well as to those after us. This other option, going down more towards the coast and walking along the ridge, it... But it poses the danger of us getting close to the docks, but after that, we might be home free. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts. Well, uh, Relic doesn't have to eat food or drink water. 
and I don't get as tired as you do. So the traversal across that open plain near the scary Death Mountain um, would be totally fine for me if we were looking to save time. But time is never really something that has bothered me too much. A day here, a day there. What's a week? What's three weeks? Four days? Who knows? I think... Uh, I think I would like to go probably the safest route to make sure that you are okay without this. And he's really close, like slowly getting closer to you as he's like like on this like on. rant <laughs> I yes, love really not all of us have the benefit of being immortal some of us are much more mortal than others unfortunately um, this is very I true I personally would err on the side of caution in this one. I'm just thinking if we go the water route, there is one docks that we know of. But if you look at like a lot of, you know, bays like this and Havana lights over the over the bay, there's a good chance there might just be a dock on the other side around where this mountain's soot or decay or whatever is happening around the mountain kind of ends. They might have just set up another stronghold on the other side because they don't want anything invading this area. Uh, and then my other concern too is don't they regularly like sacrifice bad prisoners to Mount Soulfire, which means there might be stronghold traffic to and from Mount Soulfire. And I think that's where the Lord Marshal was descending from. I think that you may be correct, and I don't want anything to do with that. And if we don't ever meet them, it'll be all the better. So personally, so be that lucky. Wide Berth would be the route that I would aim towards. And it's always easier to get away if you don't have to go back up a hill. We'd be able to see anybody coming up if we're already towards the top. I guess there could be stuff already at the top of the spire or the or top of the ridge that we'd have to worry about, but I'd rather be fighting down than fighting up. I think Selman mm -hmm. would interject of, uh, well, you see, I've heard, I've heard rumors that they keep the carts down at the base of the docks. You asked about that earlier, Theltis. Arts. Oh, yes, I mean, the and cart would given be your, quite uh, handy. Uh, challenges of traveling, even if Junior or any of the other relic were to pull it, who knows? A cart could be quite handy, I will admit, and though I, I would feel quite selfish, uh, being the, you know, the main reason for it, because I, I fear that it could, it could make our traversal, it could hinder us a bit, uh, especially if we were to hit untoward terrain, um, especially on this, uh, this journey where we don't know what might be ahead of us, but. If one does happen to cross our paths, I would I would not say no to it, especially if it were to aid us in our speed or durability of our travels. 
I personally would say we consider a cart after the next stop. If we're venturing into a place that used to be a town, there might be carts. There might be broken down carts. There might be carts that we can fix up. Um, considering we just got away from the stronghold, I'm not too keen to try to get away again from the same individuals. Also, if I was running the stronghold, first place I would think to look for us would be at the docks. So I don't know if necessarily the grab-and-go is easier in this state. I would kind of prefer the ridge. Although, Selman, any other intel you have, always valuable. Don't mean to shut you down. No, none taken. I just, uh... Offering what I can. These little legs, you know, that seems like a long walk. So, don't think that you're being too selfish there, old Deltus. I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that uh, with a little bit of convincing, and I'm sure that you're a charismatic little fellow, I'm sure you can convince anyone here to maybe give you a lift if you need it. I do understand. I'll carry you. See, look at that. You already have a uh, someone that's signed up. I Yes, I understand that. Though uh, my legs are old, I still take one step when you take two. Yeah, or three. <laughs> I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, but... Thanks. Uh, yes, I, of course. So we're heading... Along the ridge, I suppose. Obviously, if we see anything that's like worth cutting over, or you know, we can don't have to keep the wide arc. We could definitely shave some lines. But I would assume at any time we see a road, we need to make distance, uh, at least for the time being. Because anyone going in and out of the stronghold is going to be most likely well armed. I would assume. I didn't really see anybody coming or going that looked like they were just going to give up a cart. Yeah, I believe that this uh, this route is going to be one of the least likely for them to send after us because it's the least likely one for us to choose. So I think that it might be the safest uh, overall and we might be able to sleep a little bit easier. Say so we start trail i think i can take up uh take up the rear i'll escort with deltas maybe uh relic you can be towards the front kind of leading the group trixie asher and kilron maybe put you guys in the middle while kilron is healing up selman happy to carry you <laughs> always i wouldn't even feel you carried kilron all the way down that mountain for all i know you're been sleeping on my back this whole time, so if anybody has any objections, but I think that's path forward. I think that's a great plan, and I would uh, I would emphasize that as we journey, everyone should keep an eye out for edible items, whether that be small creatures or flora or fauna. We can all keep an eye out and gather and forage as we go so that we potentially can take a midday break and refuel 
Without that, if we go all the way through nightfall, I fear that we will be in dire spirits. Yeah, I don't know if you guys... Instead of just one eye, Relic will keep both of them on the task of looking for small creatures and edible things for his friends that require sustenance. Well, as long as you don't confuse those two, uh, sounds great to me, Relic. If you're looking friends for food, though, does that mean you're also going to be able to keep an eye out for anybody attacking us? I think I'd rather have your eyes looking forward for threats, and then we could be like a giant sieve coming behind you, just racking up anything that's edible and consumable. I think you should just... In all honesty, focusing on many things at a time tends to quiet the speediness of my brain that tends to reel with horrid visions of my past and then my current tasks. So okay. looking out for potential combatants and threats and food is well within my wheelhouse, as you might say. Felt this under his breath. It's just like, dear God, he's going to kill us all. <laughs> perfect, perfect and alarming. I, I, it sounds like a plan. Uh, once everybody, I guess, is ready, you want to start moving? Anything you guys want to take care of before we leave this camp? Yes, Beltis, you'll be kind of calling out directions since you have the map. Uh, yes, I, I I would like to place myself uh, just behind the leader and can help to guide us. I don't want to be in the front uh, at the vanguard per se, but I will be directly behind the front runner of the party. Feltus, if you would like, I could possibly strap you to my back in a similar fashion the way Junior was carrying Kilron. That way to ease the stress upon your uh, limbs and old body, as I am dexterous enough that I think I could handle both of us getting down this difficult terrain, and you could direct me more directly. As tempting and not insulting as that is, uh, I think that a bit of cardio would would do me would do me good. But I will keep it in mind if the journey becomes too difficult. I do appreciate it. You are very welcome. Onward. And as we're as we're leaving this, so for, formation relics, ten-ish feet in front of, sure, the mob, and then junior, ten-ish feet back, with either Selman on his back or Selman's with the mob. Whenever Selman gets tired, he can. Sure. Hop on the back. <laughs> Basically, if anybody gets tired, they can hop on my back. I'm happy to carry. Do you me have back. a baby Bjorn. Now, do you have a baby Bjorn? Is that is that something you've made? Uh, only the version that I carried Kilron with. Um, if anybody, not very good with like textiles. That's not that's not Junior's Junior space. It end up being like just a noose at that point would be my assumption. Um, and then Junior in the back. And um, Junior, before we had like left camp, would have been picking up as many little like twigs and pine needles as he could. And at the end of Roger's great axe, he was just fashioning fashioning a broom. And so on one end of Roger's great axe is the head of the axe. On the other end is a broom. And Junior's just now using what could potentially be a magical item as a broom to sweep up 
all the footprints in front of him and then leave perfect little minotaur tracks behind him. So he's that is what he is doing with his time. If the group in front of him's getting food, Junior's trying to hide our tracks, literally. Fantastic. All Man, right. this minotaur's a neat freak. <laughs> so clean around him. Uh, I think that you guys kind of start your journey then. And I would say that, uh, are you guys walking along this ridge that you had previously been on? Did you want to kind of drop down and descend a little bit? Um, what you can kind of see is that the, you know that this red, this ridge is going to eventually, uh, kind of put you back where you kind of were, but you're unsure you drop down how far down it will descend. I think that we would try to, I mean, distance ourselves. We would try to put the ridge between us and where we had, and Elder Frank's stronghold. Sure. Um, So if we needed to drop down on one side to put a little bit of distance away, we probably would err on that that side and see if we could find a path. And honestly, if that path kind of goes up and down to the ridge, down a little bit to the ridge, That'd yeah. be fine, um, but we would want to just follow the natural game trails. Sure. Uh, you know, and keeping it so that if we were right on the point of the ridge the entire time, like we would clearly want to, we don't want to just be visible from below. So we want to like yeah. make sure that we are trying to stay stay out of sure. line of sight from a distance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you know, if it goes up and down a little bit, that's, that's Let's, fine. We'll say then for now, you guys are going to kind of follow along this sheer rock face that'll you'll keep to your east that uh would drop you down because as you go that rock face is going to get taller as you are walking down um because when you originally approached the rock face it was well over a hundred feet down um so what i would say is is that you guys are beginning to make your walk through the forest. And you guys are going at a decent pace, but probably within, say, 20 to 30 minutes, uh, you hear some commotion ahead. You hear uh, heavy, you just hear footsteps and walking and uh, inherent muttering of voices. Mm. I would say uh, that you are walking across the, you're, you're walking kind of to, you know, along this rock face. You're in a fairly dense forest that has kind of like to your left it drops down at a not a very steep slope but it is definitely sloping down towards the base of the mountain but it is a uh, tall wide trees that kind of fill your vision in front of you you can hear the birds in the forest and uh, the wind through the trees but you also hear directly in front of you you can hear 
feet. Not like, I would say, not like large amounts. You know, it's not like a march of, of sorts. But you can hear a, an unknown small group of people uh, directly in front of you. So Relic would have heard this first. Sure. Being like probably like 10 feet, I think we were said of the initial gathering. So I would like silently double back and explain to the group. Um, I hear voices ahead. Other travelers, potentially. I could get closer. I think that's a good idea. Uh, see, maybe see what what our friends uh, or foes uh, get some more information on them and potentially even hear what they might be discussing. Indeed. He walks up real quick to Relic and puts his hand on his shoulder. He goes, you got this, bud. And I'm going to cast Guidance. You have a D4. Amazing. On, on a check of your choice. Um, so I will move forward. Travel stealthily. So when you said ahead, is it more of just like we're still traveling like a, you know, a, at least a game trail of some point, right? Yeah, you're traveling north along a game trail right along the side of this rock face. Uh, and you can just hear voices. Does it sound as though they could be around like the next bend or is there like tree line obscuring like my vision or some point? I would say the tree line is obscuring your vision, but it just sounds like it is straight forward in front of you. Okay. Relic would uh, stealthily move forward so I can possibly get a better earshot of their pace. Like if they're coming at us like abruptly or if this is just sure. like a regular, you know, if these people just going about their business, just marching along this trail, or if this is like something of importance and maybe yeah. try to discern who and what they are. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. And a Gladly. Do you, do you get to decide if he uses guidance or does he automatically use it? Uh, he could use it. Uh, so it lasts for a minute, so it would be probably best to use it quickly, but, um, I believe he gets to choose. Okay. Yeah, the target can roll a d4, yeah, so. Okay. And within a minute, whatever he wants to use it for. That's fine. Will not use it on this one, as I rolled a 19, okay. so plus a bunch. Sweet. 26. Yeah. I think that you stealthily move through the tree line as you move you know, given the guidance minute thing here, I don't want it to be completely lost, but I'll say that you move forward at a decent pace as you progress another 30 feet. You edge the nearing end of the tree line as you see the road that passes between the docks and Elderfane Stronghold. Out in front of you is a pair of guards that are posted where the road goes through uh, the, the kind of the rock wall in front of you. There, there is a break in it as it, the road passes through it and up on its way 
nearing the gates of the stronghold. The footfall that you heard was a pair of passing guards that came down from the stronghold and you can see a second pair of guards as they are uh, walking away. So, to be clear, is it the there's like a main road that goes up like perpendicular to where we are like coming from and there's guards stationed at that point? Yeah. As if this is like a break point. They don't want people to travel off this game right. trail and just use this main path. Okay. I would stealthily go back and relay that information to the rest of the party. Roll me another stealth check. Got you. This one I'm just going to call it. I'm going to use the guidance on. Okay. Thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) That was not. So it's a D4, right? Yep. Okay. And thankfully that's a four. So that is a seven plus seven, uh, 14. Damn. I rolled a three. (laughs) I think that uh, you hear something as you turn and try to move away as quickly as you uh, go. You hear a, did you hear that? And you would guess that you now quickly potentially have followers behind you. Um, Friends, it appears that there is a pair of guards at the end of our trail leading to a road that leads between the docks and the stronghold itself. They may have heard me when I turned tail to relay this information to you. How, how many were there? Just the two, just a pair. Guarding the entrance to this trailhead, which appears that they don't want people going on the road between the docks and the stronghold. Did they did they look sleepy? Should we make them sleepy? I... Junior, I'm not entirely sure I understand the line of questioning. I could not see their eyes, and honestly whether they were sleepy or not, is something I really haven't garnered about general humanoid nature. Okay, Meryl, Meryl, what Meryl. One really looks like Everybody, when they hide, are sleepy. Hide, 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 And Junior's gonna, like, immediately just cut him off and start, like, trying to hide <laughs> among the tree following the path <laughs> that he thinks they would be going down. Uh, everybody, or I suppose the three of you, roll me some stealth checks. I will give you I will give you advantage because you have a little bit of time. Fantastic. Yeah, Feltus would try to hide himself in the br- in in a, the brush as much as possible, but he uh his spell hands are are ready, ready to roll. Let's go, Feltus. I think Junior might be bigger than the trees around him because he got an 8 with advantage. <laughs> he got an 8. Roll Rolled a two and a seven. Oof. Ah, man. Beltus rolled a 19 uh, with a plus zero. So. Uh, Relic has a 21. All right. 21? 21. 21. 21. 21. 
Um, well, then I think what happens is is that I, as you guys, as everybody finds their hiding spots, you see as these guards come into your field of vision, walking along this game trail and are looking around and looking to see if they see anything. And they are going to try and perceive. Thelthus has, uh, Thelthus would have been readying an action to cast a spell at one of these fools. Uh, sure. If they seem like they're moving towards one of, uh, one of and the companions. Quick question about the game trail we're on. Um, cause I know we're kind of teetering off, like going down the ledges and slopes of this, um, uh, series of like mountaintops. Are we on like a, you know, like what's 10 feet the other direction of the game trail is what I'm really getting on. Can, can someone be shoved off of a high point yeah, like, down to a low point? Oh, yeah. sure, sure. Um, there are no cliff, you, there are no cliffs where you are. Like I said, you are off the game trail to your left is the sloping hill on its way down. Um, and I suppose that maybe there are some boulders mixed in with this hill that would probably be present down the hill. Okay. Does that seem... Alright. Uh, okay, so they're going to try and... Perceive. Perceive. I think, Junior, you see it first. Being that you potentially are sticking out like a sore thumb in a forest with a stealth eight. As you see that you can tell, it's almost like the guard is making eye contact with you. As he is scanning the forest and you see him pull out his crossbow and point it at you. Uh, as he as he does that, felt can felt this cast a spell? If you'd like to, I would love to. Uh, Feltis is going to not reveal himself from his hiding spot, though I I would probably need to make another stealth check. Um, and he is going to cast Polymorph on this guard. Nice. Okay. Uh. So let's do this really quick, then. Uh, he needs I, to make a wisdom saving throw 15 to uh, to not be polymorphed. A wisdom saving throw. Okay, all right. We, 15. Otherwise, I get to turn him into a creature of challenge rating uh, 8 or lower, which it will. I promise it will be much lower. All right. I, you go 8, dude. Make him something cool. Make yeah, that he controls. <laughs> Make him I, stronger than us. <laughs> I will. Uh, let's see here. I'll roll this publicly here. You said a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Do you Ooh, burn your other dirty twenty. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, he knows that I did that. Uh, he know. He definitely knows that I tried. Uh, you see him. I, I think like he yeah it, that it doesn't take effect man that sucks uh but he definitely knows I tried to turn him into uh, what would have been a snake a small snake uh does 
does that immediately uh, like do you, I sub this is like game mechanics I suppose does he just suddenly know that you're there or because you casted like he can see you you're like I know ah. in Baldur's Gate you'd have to break stealth to cast right yeah it's I think that that's what verbal, happens I, it's verbal somatic and oh yeah. okay and then I, so I pop out bippity boppity boop yeah. and <laughs> And no boop happens. Basically. I think <laughs> that basically what would happen then is uh, he would not have he would have just broken focus and turned and he's going to fire his crossbow at you. Fuck, this is so bad. <laughs> Junior hasn't moved because uh, he still thinks he's hidden. <laughs> that is a 19 to hit. Uh, I'm casting. Oh my god, is shield even enough? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, silvery barbs. Casting silvery barbs. Uh, if you'll allow me to. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's a reaction. Uh, silvery right? barbs. Yeah, he has to. He has to re-roll and take the lower d20. All right. And I'm gonna give advantage to Junior. Uh, ooh, it would be a 12 to hit. Uh, well, ding, dang, damn, that still hits me. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't we have my mage armor meat. on. We got to put the, put some meat on your bones. Um, as you are going to take six points of damage. damage as, uh, this crossbow whips across and um, I think just for clarity, we should roll some quick initiatives. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Damn it, guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say anything, but either of those attacks would not have hit Junior. <laughs> it would just bounced off my armor. We would have been fighting, but uh, we would have been going beep. Now, I probably should have uh, cast a little bit of mage armor on myself, but I thought we had this handled. Uh, uh, let's see here, then. Is... The five. I'm trying to figure out how to... I'm getting start my initial rolling. rolls confused with my fighter. I am not a fighter. I'm a monk. <laughs> you're, oh, that's you're, good. You're still a I fighter. Have a plus, I have a plus nine. Bobby, if I roll in, do you use like the um, initiative tracker thing in D&D Beyond? I, like, is it easier if we roll initiative in there so you can like track all of them? Uh, I mean, if you tell me what it is, then it I just it'll automatically do. You start in there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, I need to start rolling initiative 16. in the app just to make sure. I see that. Yes. Felt this roll. Yeah, perfect. So it rolled in for you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a big old five. Yes, th 13 for Relic. They said 30. I was like, already? You rolled We're a five? There? You rolled a five, Junior? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a really cool five. It was a cool <laughs> five. Except it doesn't... I don't know. Whatever. Five... 13 for Relic. Okay. All right. Well, for likely the first time 
in Theltis's career. He's going first. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, Theltis taken aback by the fact that now he has another arrow hole uh, in him. Where, where, by the way, where did it hit we'll Theltis? Say, we'll say it hit him in the shoulder. Oh, good. I, that's Well, one of those is my... I only have two of them, so having an arrow sticking out of one is not my favorite thing in the world. Um, Holy but I think that that's... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that that... I think that it makes the most sense uh, that as that happens, Steltis is going to, uh, like, just roar out in pain uh, and uh, cast his breath weapon at the two of these fools. Okay, so let's give a quick lay of the land. Uh, these guys sure. kind of came in off the game trail. They would have, you know, maybe uh, they're standing up against this wall and the the one turned and pointed at Junior. Would you guys have like spread out like well, let's let's at least maybe put some put some dots. Just yeah, so. I imagine they would have gone probably. Actually, yeah, yeah. So they're coming off the trail, and we were kind of walking perpendicular to the trail. I, I imagine it's kind of spaced out where it's like Beltis is with the group, Relic is left. Like if we're facing them, Relic is like to the left ish, yeah. and then Junior is to the right. So okay. they were looking at. Junior and like panned at Delta. So we would have been spread out, but I imagine like the group, I mean, you're controlling the NPCs. However, they would have hit in in conjunction sure. with the, the rest of them. Maybe, maybe yeah. you, will you guys tuck them farther back to keep them out of trouble? Uh, How yeah, far like from me are they? Relic are they? 10 feet group. We'll, 10 we'll feet. say, yeah. we'll say 15 feet. We'll, we'll put Perfect. them 15 that's a, that's feet uh, away from all of you. Uh, and they Fantastic. are on the game trail, almost right next to that cliff wall. So it's you are between them and or they are between you and that wall, that cliff, right? Perfect. Uh, 15 feet. It was exactly the number I need you to say. Uh, so I release my breath weapon, which is a 15 foot cone, which if they're standing anywhere near each other, uh, it should because it'll be at its widest point by the time it gets to the 15 feet. Uh, it would hit both of them. Yeah. And they would need to make me uh, deck saving throws. Oh, cool. Of 12 each. Right. <laughs> oh, bummer. Uh, that is a 13 for the first one. And a... Ooh, a nine for the second one. Okay, so one of them would take full damage and the other one would take half. Uh, it's 14 damage total. All right, so uh, first one. Okay. So one takes seven and the other takes 14. Uh, yep. All right. And I am going to uh, cast as my reaction Misty Step and Misty Step over to Junior. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Then that brings us to uh, the first guard. The first guard uh, turns to his right 
as he, uh, knowing that there is this strange tree standing out in front of him, is going to take a shot at Junior. Uh, Junior from the shadows braces for impact. <laughs> Junior thinks he is so well hidden right now. Are you just like behind a tree? You got like you're holding like one branch like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holding it like bending his giant tree branch down in front of me, but it's just like all armor. <laughs> yeah. I am darkness. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. So that would be a 17 to hit. Does not. All right. I think that. At least it hits just go. I think he shoots his crossbow into that uh, bush that you are so well hiding and hears the ping off of their armor. And uh, as he just turns to the his counterpart guard and just get them. And uh, he is going to take his movement to pull and he pulls out his uh, lance as he's going to be charging it. And uh, let's see. Oh, come on. We're struggling here. <laughs> Love that. All right. I th he rolls a 12 as he is just swinging for the trees as he tries to impale but misses and it is relic's turn so there's the gentleman with the lance that just tried to skewer junior yep and the other guard are they still close together they are not one of them is standing back up on the 15 feet away from you back up on the game trail next to the rock face the other just charged at Junior and is standing within five feet of Junior and Theltus, who's Missy stepped over to Junior. Okay, so uh, Relic's going to rush the one further along the game trail okay. that is away from Junior and Theltus. And I'm going to make two... I'm just going to run right up on him and make two attacks against him. All right. That first one is a plus seven to my unarmed, so that's a 17. Okay. And then the second is an 11, so that's an 18. Uh, I think you try to catch this guard off guard, and he sees you coming and holds up his shield and is prepared for your strikes, and neither of them connect. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I'm right in this man's grill now. Great. Then, uh, being, that's my whole turn. Being right up in his grill, it is going to be his turn as he turns and lowers his shield and goes to lunge his lance at you. Uh, 
man. I'm rolling like butts. Come on, D&D Beyond. Don't do me <laughs> like this. That is You're a... You're saying it's a, it's a glancing blow? It's It, it glances oh, off something. See, this is why I don't get that crown, man. <laughs> That's that, that one is a little short, but it's worth the try. Uh, but it does miss, and I think that he uh, runs it through, and then uh, he just pulls it back forward as he tries to catch you on the downswing. Mm-hmm. Man. 16? Is this a 16? You know, a 16 actually doesn't hit. Oh, man. All right. I think that he is... He, You see this one that has been now engaged in combat as this one, he shouts, he says... They're in the bushes! And the guard nearest to Junior and Theltis is going to rally around and is going to take like a sweeping swipe at this bush in front of him and uh, is going to make a attack on... The reach is 10 feet, so it's going to be an attack. Well. I don't know. He, I don't. So here's here's my question, then. This could be a bit more of a general question. Like, if he's just swinging his lance, does it basically roll against both of your guys' DC, DCs? Or can you do you have to pick a target with a melee weapon? Depends where you'd have to pick a target unless it said that this sweet because I, I don't think any melee attacks have like like cleave you couldn't really do cleave. like that's a, true yeah, yeah like that's you, yeah, that's the cleave, mechanic yeah. i was looking for okay all right then i, I mean, think it would it, just be at least it is senior. your i mean yeah i was gonna say uh, this is this is your fantasy world do whatever you want to do i've I, I, you can modify any monster to do whatever that's it could just have cleave built into that one hey so. that seems fair that seems like a good time we're gonna cleave we'd be cleaving I was like, so you're attacking Junior and Deltas? Yeah. Okay. So Perfect. then it would be a 18. And they are not within five feet of me, correct? No, this no. is the guy that's like 15 no, feet away they, from you. They would be... Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. They would be 15 feet. Uh, so 18 to hit. 18 meets. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna way beat my... Oh, shit. It hits. So I think what happens here is he takes his lance and he swipes and cleaves this bush in front of him as you guys both uh, take nine points of damage and the uh, bush is chopped. Uh, Do any rupees come out? Uh, (laughs) My perfect disguise is ruined. Uh, no, nothing comes out. Ah, shit. I, I did roll a, a d20. I did roll d20 for that. I was trying to figure out whether or not this was in Hyrule, but apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> We're not in Hyrule, guys. If it was Clearly. a 20, it would have been gold. If it was a 1, it was a dragon. <laughs> Tiamat emerges from the tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is Junior's it be tri- turn. It'd be Triamat? Triamat. Oh, goddamn. 
That one. Uh, that's a good one. Good. That's a good one. That's Don't send that a... crown over too quick, John. Come on now. <laughs> we can share it. Now that his uh, disguise has been ruined and he's very disappointed, um, is just going to react to the guy directly in front of him swinging the giant pointy thing. And he's going to grab his battle axe out of his little hip holster and he is going to swing on this dude's noggin uh, for his first attack. Which, I guess I'll just click the button. There are Whose buttons. battle axe are you using? The one from... Uh, it is what... It, I think it was from Saladrax's lair. It is just a regular battle axe. It is not anything special. It is one it's that I the previously bad battle axe. used um, for like a plus one, but I don't have that enchantment anymore. Okay. So it's, just like right. a, it's literally just a battle axe. Okay. All right. Roll the attack. So only magic weapons hit. That's a whole other thing. Uh, four, or Sorry, 18 to hit. 18 misses. Damn. Um... And realizing that the other douche nozzle that uh, Relic is fighting kind of initiated the secondary command. Um, so Junior's going to like take a swipe with his battle axe and maybe this guy ducks or just like plinks off his armor. But then Junior's going to step into range, like into this guy's melee range because it was 10 feet away. But I was just trying to be within five feet. Um, and he's going to just let loose from his hands his infiltrator armor lightning launcher. So he's just going to shoot a lightning bolt at the guy that Relic's fighting. Um, okay. But I am going to use the advantage from Silvery Barbs on this one. All right. Use it. Uh, nat 20. Oh. Let's go. Plus eight. Well done. And nat 20 on that boy. And that is... 1d6 plus 5, but on a turn, I can use to roll 2d6 plus 5, so I'm gonna, because I natted, roll a 6 and a 1. That is an emotional roller coaster. Um, so that guy takes uh, da, 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 12 damage. The guy that Relic's fighting just takes gets 12 damage. zapped with 12 lightning damage, probably like yeah. shooting right over Relic's shoulder, catching him right in the chest. I think that the the yeah absolutely i think the guy the guard or captain is turned fighting with relic and the lightning bolt just zaps him in the side of the ribs as he is uh roll me a just roll a d20 hey yep six yeah 16 tight okay uh I'm going to say this guy is stunned as he takes a critical oh, amount of damage. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, fucking go okay. crazy, Relic. All right. Theltus, back to you. Fantastic. Okay. First thing Theltus is going to do is he's going to cast Mage Armor on himself, finally. Uh, <laughs> and so his AC is going to increase to a whopping 13 because he has zero dexterity. Uh, but he feels a little bit better as these, uh, I think, these arcane, like, um, gears, like, kind of, like, shimmer around his body. Like, there's, if you, they don't, they look kind of like an amber haze around him. But if you get really close, they look like tiny watch gears that are all kind of, like, moving in, in, in sync with each other, uh, as if they are shielding him. 
Uh, and then I'm going to convert uh, one of my sorcery points to uh, to cast Quicken Spell uh, to be able to cast a cantrip as a bonus action. And he is going to cast uh, Firebolts. Uh, he's going to a ball of fire will appear in Deltas's hand, and the one that's uh, in probably his left hand because his right arm is fucked from the arrow. He's gonna huck this thing uh, sidewinder style uh, at the uh, at the same guard who hit him with the uh, the arrow. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, roll uh, it. That is fuck a fourteen to hit. <laughs> that is unfortunately not gonna hit. I would like to do something, if do you will it. allow. Um, I would like to... I think Feltis is pretty pissed off right now. He's been injured twice in the last two days. He's not having a good time. He just missed this guy with this fire thing. I would like to... I think Feltis is... In Feltis's fury, he is going to inadvertently tap into some of his wild magic sorcery uh, aspects. And I would like to tap into my Tides of Chaos, which means that I would re-roll with advantage but you can make me roll on the wild uh, wild magic surge table at any time you choose. All right. So Anytime, you... basically, it wouldn't reset again until you choose that I can roll on the wild magic surge table. So at any point, okay. you can have me roll on that table. So anytime you want to cast a spell, I get to have you roll on the wild magic instead? Yep. Okay. Indeed. Well, no, right. well I would still do my spell, but then there would also be the wild magic surge. Oh, okay. Alright. So you're going to roll another d20. I am going to, and I'm going to do it in person, because I need to be honest, it's not been doing me very good today. It has not been doing me very good either. Okay. That is a little bit better. That is an 11 plus 7, 18 total to hit. That doesn't hit. Fuck. The armor, baby. They're beefy. They're beefy Dude, boys. They're beefy so boys. beefy. Okay. This, uh, this, so I think that Feltis, <laughs> like, growls and throws this firebolt again, and, uh, it doesn't. It just, do, it just, like, I think just explodes off of the armor and is not able to penetrate it. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, that's a <laughs> downtrodden a bit with that one. All right. Apologies, but it is on to the guard that is uh, in my face. The guard that is in your face. Here, I had a mislabeled here. Okay. Uh, all right. Then, being fully exposed to Junior, this uh, guard is going. That sounded weird. He still has his clothes on. Don't worry. Hey, what? Never mind. He's hey, going what? to use his lance and he's going to attack Junior. Fully exposed to Junior, he uses his lance. Hmm. <laughs> A fully exposed lance attacks Junior. <laughs> it's a critical. <laughs> it is it's super effective. Super it effective. Is, <laughs> it is maybe. <laughs> It is a 19 to hit. That hits. I was going to say, Ooh. we need to be careful, guys. We, Nintendo's, Nintendo's suing everyone they can about Pokemon right now, so we can't talk about critical critical hits or, or well, <laughs> super I'm effective. About, I'm talking about Pal World, and I'm talking about the Pokemon company. Oh, God. Junior oh God. takes a brutal Lance blow of 13 damage. 
She's fuck, dude. I think you see Junior, like, it impales the armor. You can see the hole that the armor has. Just like, it's, or the lance is just, like, ripped open. But when he pulls the lance back, you just see absolutely chiseled washboard abs. I'm going to use Stone's <laughs> Endurance and negate a d12 of uh, damage Whoa, all right. my feet. What is the detail? Flex and like? bust out of it. He's like, <laughs> and we'll see how how hard he flexes based off this roll. He flexes half as much as you can, so he is rocking a, a strong four pack right now. All right, perfect. Take six damage. That was just his first attack, right? Uh, no, that was both. Oh, that nice. Was- that he missed the other one. Oh, it's also a plus four, so I actually only take three damage. Nice. Great. That's nice. Trainer's looking. Good. And it is uh, down to Relic. My turn? Yep. Massive. Um, so, um, Homeboy got caught with the spell from Junior. Um, so he was stunned. So, um, Relic's just gonna put a hurt on him. I'm going to attack, extra attack, and flurry of blows. All of the attacks have advantage because he's stunned. 21 plus, uh, 16. So 37? So 37. 37 damage. Woof. Biggest of the game. Biggest of the campaign. That is beefy. So what does this attack look like? As you have so a So I think when he gets hit with that him. when he gets hit with that bolt, Relic kind of shifts positioning for off from his shield hand, and the first hit is directly a stomp on his foot. <laughs> to like take him off balance. And then there's an elbow to the back of his skull. And then as he takes a knee, it's just like two really 37 damage. Woof. Biggest of the game. Biggest of the campaign. That is beefy. So what does this attack look like? As you have. So I think when he gets hit with that. When he gets hit with that bolt. Relic kind of shifts positioning off from his shield hand and the first hit is directly a stomp on his foot to like take him off balance and then there's an elbow to the back of his skull and then as he takes a knee it's just like two really awful kidney shots oof I think that he definitely you just lay into his just lower body as you just like flap flap on his kidneys as you just see him like as he just like falls over uh, and is now incapacitated and and I think that he just he like go get help as he boosh and hits the dirt and I was going to do this anyways but like just for flavor um 
uh, mon monastic tradition feat, uh, the open hand technique, is whenever I hit an enemy with one of my flurry of blows attacks, I can impose one of the following effects. Uh, it can fall prone, but uh, this one, it's going to be pushed up to 15 feet. Into the wall. And that doesn't use another one of my key points, and he'd have to make a, uh, a deck save, DC 14. But if he's incapacitated, I'm just, you know, even just for flavor, like I, he gets thug jumped a bit and he gets punched and he slides like 15 feet over to his yeah. homeboy. I think that that would probably just do it as he is stunned. Uh, he just, yeah, he just gets thrown uh, by this punch as he's he just whoosh. And uh, yeah. And it would be uh, Junior's turn now. So Junior's kind of like sparring with this dude, just keeps stabbing him, um, catches the lance to the gut, and is kind of like holding on to it. And he just looks at guys like, your friend's down. Do you want to keep doing this? And he's going to wait to see what the guy's reaction is. Uh... He's just going to be like, I, I suppose, are you waiting to see what he does? Because it's not technically his turn in the order, but I will, I suppose. Are you going to hold yeah, your I action would... entirely? Sure, I will. I will hold my action to see what his response is. OK, all right. Then... I'll just want some but yeah, Junior's like, you're it's three v one. It uh, would technically be Theltis then. Hmm. That's a that's interesting. So I've wa I've seen Junior uh hold his action trying to be non-lethal. Yeah. Uh I think that Theltis would I think Theltis would stand up and be channeling like lightning through his hands and would be pointing it at this individual but is waiting to see what this individual does okay then uh i think that it, it would be the guard's turn at this point then as he is uh going to be like well i'm gonna go get help and he is going to turn and try to run away. Immediately shoot from Junior's chest, just two shots from the lightning launcher, like right in the back of this guy's. So just so we have the ordering correctly, he would have to still run through me. He's got he's got uh, a no. while to go. He 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 does not have to go through you to get out. No. Uh, he would just, he would miss you by about 10 feet. Because you're kind of like over here and we're here. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But it uh, sounds like you're going to light him up. Uh, I suspect. Susan's going to go get help. There's not a lot of, uh, <laughs> not a lot of, not a lot of love loss and just shooting this dude and stunning him. Uh, first one's not going to hit 13. Second one's a 19 to hit. That hits. All right, that's going to be 2d6 plus 5 again. What up? 
rolled much better that time. Uh, 13 lightning damage to the back of this dude's All right. spine. And going for non-lethal. I, I think Junior's got all his shit set to stun, not kill. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Uh, got the knob turned that, down. That would be his full action then? Uh, Yeah, that, that's all okay. Junior was planning on doing, whether or not he wanted to fight or start to run away, but Deltas also hold, held his turn, so... That's pretty yeah. much where I was headed to. Yep, uh, Feltus would let, uh, would, like, seeing that this has not taken this gentleman down, uh, Feltus would, aiming for, um, I think his lower part of his body, uh, would release, uh, his lightning bolt, and this is no, no, uh, trivial attack, um, so I'm going to... It's a dex uh, 15 uh, save. Uh, oh, I roll a saving throw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dex 15. All right. Here we go. That is an 18. You'll take half damage. All right. Roll it. That guy's going to scoop up a healthy <laughs> 13 damage. Uh, okay, so 13 damage, and this was a lightning? Lightning bolt? Yeah, lightning bolt. Yep. So a, 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 basically, a blast of lightning shoots out from uh, Feltus's hand. I don't know if it has sound. Uh, a, God, a stroke of lightning forming a line a hundred feet long and five feet wide blasts out <laughs> from a direction from me. Uh, so, but I don't think it makes like. Uh, oh my God! Sorry, I didn't read this part. And I should, probably should have done this, but <laughs> we are here now. The lightning ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. <laughs> I was... Feet. That was essentially... Lightning bolt was how you made a hole in the wall. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. And it also lights things on fire and we're in a forest. So, sure we'll are. see what happens. You're absolutely right. As this lightning bolt rips through him and past him. You said 100 feet? Hundred feet long, yeah. Unless it runs into like a wall or so, like a like a stone wall or something. Uh, you you see this just lightning bolt extend. Uh, I would say it does extend the full hundred feet. You you guys were parallel to this cliff face, this rock face, and it is just going to rip a hundred feet forward into the trees, like uh, like it's headed back to the future and. <laughs> You just hear this crackle as these trees all along the tree line, 100 feet in front of you, begin to erupt in flame. But he falls unconscious. Uh, felt this kind of like, like shaking off the, like the, ra I think the rage, like, kind of like, it leaves him quickly. And he kind of like is looking around and seeing the damage that in this chaos that has now been wrought by his lightning bolts that he kind of released in uh, in, a, in a panic, I guess, that this guy was going to get away. And he just looks over at everyone and goes, uh, I don't think that, that that might not have been advisable. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think we need to hey, go. You did great. I agree. And Junior's like already tying up the dude in front of him. That had the lance. Relic is taking like the incapacitated dudes like blows off and like tying them up. Uh, all right. Items. We should probably take every item that these people have, um, just just for you know trading and whatnot. That's a better way to phrase it. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Junior, my relic is stripping that dude down to to his skin. <laughs> the incapacitated and, like, dude. <laughs> wearing his armor like poorly. It's like, I think I could pass for one of them. Like, the helmet probably doesn't fit right. Like, everything's too loose. Yeah. Junior, uh, it takes the, the lance from the guy in front of him, throws that in the bag of holding, the armor in the bag of holding, and then bounds his hands and his wrists together. All right. And these we are both dragonborns, right? Yeah. What, co what color dragonborns are these? You find yourself uh, with two green dragonborns. Do they have tails? Well, they probably have some stories. Let's say one does and one doesn't. Junior ties the tail as well. All right. I don't know if you can use tails on do nots, but who sure. knows? Yeah, I think that uh, you guys quickly are able to gather some things as you are now starting to hear voices from down the hill as this fire is quickly putting some a target on you. Go, 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 go. And we keep going down the path that we are on. There's the checkpoint at a certain point, right? The trailhead. We want to stay, we want to cross through that and stay in the forest, right? I'm sorry, say that again? The, the, they were at a checkpoint? Yeah. So, like the, the hunter trail that they were along, and then there was like the main trail. So the road was perpendicular yeah, so does this path, to... Uh, does, does this path go to the other side of the road and then yep. continue the direction we want? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So then that is uh, what we're doing. All right. So you guys move up to the road. Uh, roll me a perception check. Pretty good. 21. 21. Uh, perception. 21. Uh, 19. Okay. I think you guys step up to the side of this road leading to the stronghold and down you look left and right and the road seems clear for the time being even to the other the other side of the road to where we want to yep so you look left and right and all around you don't see any other people or guards I think junior is ushering as much as he can mm -hmm. yeah I think that you guys he's taking up the rear, like just kind of like bumping into the back of people. Like, why are we stopping? We've we've confirmed there's no one here. Keep keep going, guys. Keep moving. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go yeah. go 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 go. Relic is still dressed as one of the guards. Tight. I love that. Okay. Continue. He thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> it's like an oversized. It's like rattling like a bell. Yeah. Pretty good. I like All it. All right. Then uh, you usher them across the road as you continue down this game trail along the side of this rock base and you are heading as far this way as you can i suppose um yeah are we seeing the fire spreading behind us does it seem like this is quickly becoming out of hand no i think that it is staying fairly contained it's not spreading too fast but you can see as the smokestack behind you billows this uh, really dark 
gray smoke high into the sky, uh, letting the whole mountainside know that somebody did something very powerful. Something has happened. We also tied up some boys and left them in the forest fire. <laughs> I, I rolled for whether or not Junior would think about that, and I got a four, so... <laughs> yeah. Junior did what he thinks is the right thing. Oh, but he's perfect. Yeah. And you guys are heading down through this forest now as you guys maybe hustle for another 20 or 30 minutes as maybe your hustle kind of you hear Selman is just like I, I, I need to slow down I don't think I can Junior go Junior just picks faster. him up puts him on his shoulders doesn't even like if he starts to slow down at all and the group is still moving unless everyone slows down but like he literally just gonna put him up and like I, sit him on his shoulder like a toddler at Disneyland. I think that you hear similar uh, hopes from Kilron and and uh, Trixie. Of, uh, How far are we from yeah, the you... fire? You said sorry. I, I... Sure, I would say within thirty minutes, you've probably put you know a half mile uh, away okay. from the stronghold. Do you need Theltus to make a save at all? For his uh, like constitution or running for old, no. For old. Do you need me to make an <laughs> Does old? Doesn't have to roll for old. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, no, I don't. I don't think so. Not at this point. Nah. Fair. Uh, I think Theltus has taken enough damage for today. <laughs> he's, he's I almost saw half health. So I like, saw how quickly those health points evaporated. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Yep, they're gone. I I did forget. Anyway, sorry. There is what, something what I time, forgot uh, about. What time of day is it? I would say that it is uh, approaching about midday at this point. Uh, you know, or late morning. It's approaching the middle of the day. It's late morning, middle day. Um, but, uh, yes. When Selman and Kilron and the others start to play, and Junior's going to look to him and be like, we can stop. We have not made a lot of distance, though, and that fire is probably only going to get bigger. Um, we need to probably keep moving, but if you want to stop, it's like an hour tops. You get your legs underneath you, and maybe we can find some food real quick. But we gotta, we gotta keep moving. Uh, I think Kilron uh, uh, just kind of. I can, uh, I can keep moving, but. Uh... I just can't keep that pace for much longer. Why don't we? Why don't we slow it down? And in the meantime, uh, let's get to a, a bit of a more comfortable pace. I could use a bit of a slower pace as well. And then, as we're going, let's keep an eye out for something, maybe some game trails that lead off the road, that we could potentially find a clearing or something else to uh, that is a little bit off the beaten path. I think that would be advisable. It seems that you need to rest and probably eat some more other organic material or things. So you guys yes. would like to keep going before or while you're moving, you'd like to look for food? 
while. Yeah, I think that we're slowing slowing down the pace a bit uh, to a more comfortable pace. And while we're doing that, uh, keeping an eye out at the same, I mean, still looking for edible things if they stand out to us, but our main priority would be like keeping an eye out for like, you know, kind of game trails that potentially could lead to a place where we could rest. That's like off the trail. Uh, maybe like some game trails that are like very seldom traveled, like kind of more hidden ones so that we sure. they would be less likely for someone to follow us. Yeah. I think that uh, we can slow it down a little bit. Absolutely. And uh, I think what we will probably do, we haven't talked too much about how food is going to work throughout the next little bit but I my thought is that we will essentially just be using survival checks to determine if you guys are able to find anything of substance Junior is leaving the food finding to everybody else um, and is literally cleaning up our, our trail so just trying to disguise the footprints behind us, so sure. I will be one less food check. I don't know if you're ready to do a check for that, but one one less food check, considering okay. we have six yep. others looking for food. Yeah. By the way, uh, Junior never puts Selman down. Selman's still on her shoulder. Great. I think that as you guys kind of slow your pace down and continue your walk, you can see as the terrain is beginning to change you are starting to see, you're still walking across uh, along this rock face. You can see that you're beginning to kind of curve a little bit up and away to the east. You are almost getting to the point where you've kind of rounded around the mountainside and are losing sight of where the stronghold is. Really kind of leaving it in your dust. You can see where the pit, the billow of smoke is from the fire, and even that is high up into the sky, but is no longer in direct eyesight when you turn around and look. It is around the slight bend of the mountain, right? And mm. you're you're putting some good distance. And I think that that is what gives you the comfort to slow the pace down, knowing that you just literally ran straight out of there. As you turn and continue to walk that trail, you start to see the edges of that kind of like burgundy rock as the the desert ground of Mount Soulfire begins to kind of touch the edge of the forest. And you are beginning to see that corrupted look at the base of these trees. That uh, kind of like blackness that you saw the first day that you arrived at Aramil. And you can see what is that diseased look on these trees uh, and the forest does feel a little bit more quiet it doesn't feel quite as alive as you had been previously encountering 
and okay. uh, yeah. So I will I will say that. Okay. Well, relic you... would disrobe the um <laughs> the stronghold guard armor that he was wearing and give that to Junior. You want to just jot that down. And uh, be back in my normal clothing, and I would just relic sees the corruption and rot, and just still is not. He doesn't know what people eat, so he's picking up stuff that are the shapes and sizes of other things that he's seen them eat before. Okay, Never roll me a survival check then. Fourteen. 14. Okay. I think that you you saw what those mushrooms looked like that they had eaten for breakfast. Maybe you stumble upon a small bushel of those. Do mushrooms come in bushels? I don't know. They do now. Sure. Sure. Depending on the variety. Sometimes they do. And um, these mushrooms, I suppose what I what a mushroom would look like here is is that it does have that grayish uh color when it comes up out of the ground but you notice atop the what would that be like the head of the mushroom the cap thank you i was like i know there's a term there the cap of the mushroom it the the sides of it where it kind of curls up as you're picking these, you notice that there are like there's like a, a scale-like shell around the edge of it. Hmm. These look like my friends would much like to eat them. You ate them for breakfast, so you know that you they don't make you sick at this point. Uh, it's weird. Okay. Uh, Theltis, are you? Would you like to roll a survival check? In yes, in an attempt yeah, I would like. Food? I would like to. Yeah, I would like to forage a little bit. Um, Theltis would be keeping an eye out for things that move as well, like small animals, because sure. uh, he has access to cantrips, so he can either use firebolt to burn, like to you know to burn them, or to uh, or ray of frost to kind of freeze them so he has two options there um this is the serial killer got it (laughs) if i could find some cereal i would certainly kill it and eat it as well uh why don't you roll Mm. me that survival check i did that's a 15 11 plus 4 hey that's great i think that Celtus hits the big score of the day as he is able to kind of he sees the uh, a medium-sized bird as it's kind of kind of weaving through the trees uh roll me roll me but i don't know what you would want like fire shoot it yeah i mean i would probably i would probably firebolt it let's go to hit this uh that's 17 yeah i think you're able to pew as you shoot this bird right out of the sky. 
fantastic. Yeah, I, I basically hurl a ball of fire at it, uh, <laughs> and it comes down. <laughs> yeah, I assume it, it falls, looking like a cartoon where it's already, it has no feathers on it anymore, and it's slightly smoking. It's already cooked. Oh yeah, absolutely. When by the time you get to it where it landed, all of its feathers have just gone up in a poof of smoke, uh, exposing a mostly burnt f- feather covered flesh of a bird type creature. Fantastic. Yeah, I would I would bring that back over and uh, would. Uh, in a practiced manner of, you know, having fended for myself in the wilderness a bit, uh, would would start to, you know, I, I would prepare a, a, a small cooking fire and cook it the rest of the way, uh, trying to keep the fire to a minimum uh, so that I don't have to actually, you know, using prestation to light, press digitation to light it so that there's like minimal smoke and then just sure. trying to keep it for function and then putting it out pretty much immediately. Um, and then would disperse, like, you know, the food between everyone. Great. Then I think that uh, this would be a great spot to kind of uh, bring us in for a landing for today. As you guys maybe find a, a nice spot to hunker down for a short rest for a meal. And Theltis has started a small fire to cook lunch, and Relic is supporting with some mushroom caps as everybody sits around to take a nice long rest as they ponder and consider the adventure that now lies before them. And we'll just have to find out next time on the Almost Heroes. Guys definitely burned Guys, to death. They definitely burned to death. There's lots of burning yeah. to death. Also, that bird burned to death. It's just kind of the theme of this episode is death by fire. That should have been, if I had known. Sometimes Relic you never know. kills one guy quick and cleanly, and he's the villain. Deltas burns two guys alive that we tied up, and we're just not talking about that. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash thealmostheroes. See you there.